0: Welcome to the official Leverage Redemption After Show, a very distinctive podcast here on Electric Now. I am Yel Teagle. I'm joined, as always, by Felicia Michelle.
1: Hey,
2: yeah! Hello. I'm ready to go. You ready? I'm ready.
0: Okay, today we are discussing the first half of season one finale, <laughs> The mastermind job we also are going to have gina bellman and so much more so don't miss that but first let's consider this your spoiler warning if you have not watched the first eight episodes well i don't know what you're doing here so watch the first eight (laughs) episodes on imgb tv come right back and join us here for episode eight that went really fast it did it was
2: too short well I know it was too short, but I'm going to give you a quick cap of this episode right now. So Sophie must keep her feelings in check when she discovers that someone has written a memoir of the team, casting himself as Nate, which leads an ex- to an exiled criminal to kidnap Harry and Fake Nate, uh, forcing leverage team to pull a heist. Yeah. What did you
0: think about this episode? Did you at the beginning? Fake Nate. What did you think about the mastermind, Fake Nate?
2: Well, I mean, I knew it was f- not real, obviously, because what mastermind tells other secrets. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> did you have a theory as to who the mastermind was going to be? I had no clue actually, because they the this person did know things about the team that were factual mm-hmm. that weren't made up, but I I knew that obviously that they were a fake because they didn't even they didn't mention Sophie at all, which is the one of the biggest parts of Nate's life. I agree, I had a
0: theory. Okay. My theory was that it was chaos. I thought it was going to be (laughs) Colin Mason, I thought that we were going to see uh, Will Wheaton, and I was sure. I was positive. You just knew it. I was. I was <laughs> like, "Here's why: because he knows all this intimate stuff that only Chaos would know. The choice to leave out Sophie, I feel like, is such a Chaos thing because if we, if we remember, Chaos tried to kill her in the beginning, yeah. and then he he hated her. He he was threatened by her,
2: so it made total sense he'd, so like exclude her completely right. from that. And then guess what, everybody? It was definitely not Chaos. <laughs> No, it it and it was not at all who or what I thought that was going to turn out to be. Right, it was
0: nobody that we could have imagined.
2: But I'll be honest, though this is uh this this episode did have a one of my favorite. Mo- I say that like every single episode is <laughs> one of my favorite, but this did have one of my favorite moments. Um, with Sophie as the television host, I thought that was so funny because like you know that's like kind of what we do a little bit, <laughs> and I thought it was just hilarious. I'm like, this team never ceases to amaze me. They got a whole set, yeah, cameras, like everything, and
0: fake. The way that they stole that set was so great. Um, it really uh, parallels beautifully in the first episode of this season when they stole the auction house. They came in. they're like, "There's an infestation. There's a you know an outbreak. You got we got to fumigate. Gotta go, guys. Gotta get yeah. out.
2: Shoo, shoo, shoo." It's
0: it's a really nice bookend to the season. Um, but we start this episode actually with this uh, opening montage or opening scene. Uh with our team in the mastermind describing the story, I really like the way <laughs> we so did this.
2: Funny. It was it was it was over the top and it was super, super, super theatrical. And the best part was I could tell they were having a good time with it. Like yeah. I was like, I just know they're having fun with this.
0: Yeah, it's such a fun way to start it. Um, and we find out that this is Sophie's anniversary day. Uh, and later we discover that it is the anniversary of the first time she and Nate met when yeah. they shot each other. So beautiful.
2: It was <laughs> it was funny because, you know, when they say anniversary, you're thinking wedding anniversary. Like that's that's the first thing that popped into my head anyway. Um, but it's like, no. Not not that day. There's a day far more special than that. Right. Um, and that was sad. I love how the team really was like trying to support her. You know, they're like, oh, you want to hang out? Here's this big, giant, beautiful breakfast. Like, no, I want to shop and leave me alone. And I was like, you know what, Sophie, you retail therapy is my therapy too. I do. I, I'm serious. I was like, I get it. She's like, I'm going to buy a whole bunch of stuff. and It's going to be great.
0: It just surprised me that that so she's evolved so much that she's going to buy stuff.
2: Oh, wow. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah.
0: I think what would make her feel better is to steal jewelry.
2: Well, you know, paintings are her thing. So right. So she's going to go out to the shops. Like, it probably won't have it. But you never know when opportunity, you know, an opportunity arises. She she could. Right. She might. If it was Parker, she definitely would. Right. <laughs> I just, the idea of her spending money is confusing. I mean, they, but they have it. Like, they have right. it to spend. They do.
0: Um, so we find out that Alex sent over this copy of The Mastermind. Uh, you know, Brianna says that he's been making sure that um, that their stories and their pictures and everything aren't popping up in the Internet. But this book keeps popping up. Um, and so we got them copies. And there's no information about um, The Mastermind who wrote it except for this page that the publishers made to book him for media appearances. Weird flex. It's so funny because... As someone who has reached out to people via their publisher website for media appearances, I'm like, this this feels like what a dumb mastermind.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I was like, um, okay, you're almost making it way too easy Mm -hmm. uh, for the team. Right. You're making it too easy
0: for anybody. And I also wonder why uh, why it took this long for him to be exposed.
2: I mean, there was a lot of things on their plate. You get like, I try to remember that outside of the episode that we see in this in their world, mm. there are so many teams around the world of leverage, and there's so many things that take higher priority sure. than their own safety. We've seen the team risk their safety, risk their freedom um, right. to help other people. So it it made sense to me that okay, maybe this is just on their radar now because we look it's calmed down for a second now we can like watch our six like we can figure out what we need to do for ourselves
0: that's a really good point um so they bring him to the set they try to scare him out (laughs) of publishing this book to to, um, use his kill clause because he can withdraw publishing at any time which is a pretty great contract to have um
2: yeah i was like kind of thinking like oh you can just do that like after they're shopping you around after setting you up for media like didn't they pay you already like how can you just take that back but (laughs) hey not my book right not my book deal (laughs) um he gets
0: kidnapped by a king navid um and he gets he and harry get taken to the south of france
2: what's making you laugh so hard I just because it's it's the immediate shift in in this fake Nate's personality once he sits down on that couch mm-hmm. and Sophie goes in on him like she and she goes in on him like she's acting you know in the role of a host but you know sometimes we have to ask people tough questions and she got real do you know how everyone's gonna know your face they all know who you are like ha, ha, but you've thought about that right you thought about how to how to avoid all that right because you're a mastermind right Right. And we just see him like kind of, oh. And slowly mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, w- w- what have I done? And so I kind of enjoyed watching the rest of the things happen to him. Honestly, I really enjoyed him being scared for most of the episode. And he totally deserved it. Like, he did. Liar. I think so. Naveed kidnaps him and is like, I need you to help steal the Zafir scare from
0: my <laughs> ex-wife. And honestly, I'm thinking this. I'm no criminal mastermind, but here's my thought. Okay. If I were Naveed, I'd be like, I need to steal his team. I need to give him prep time. He's the mastermind. You know what he masterminds? The con. He needs to tell his team. He needs to, um, you know, case the joint. He
2: needs to, like, prep. But at this point, he's the only person whose face is known. So sure. to even ask for that or demand, you you don't know what you could get because, well, you've identified yourself now as the mastermind. He's the only person... Right we know with the skill set.
0: But I also would have been like, you're not the mastermind because I told you to steal this and you weren't like, hold up, let me call my team
2: in. Also, just the sloppiness of it all. It was all sloppy. Very disrespectful to the memory of Nate.
0: Right. The mastermind was sloppy. Naveed was sloppy. Everyone was sloppy
2: except for our team who was on it. I love uh, Parker. (laughs) (laughs) She truly enjoys scaring people like I like it's it's a thrill for her and it makes me it sounds so horrible to say but it makes me like happy to watch her do it because she's right. just so happy she played the like Russian character and she's like <laughs> she's like just smiling to herself like <laughs> you're scared aren't you yeah oh, all your stuff is hacked but can we see your phone real quick I just want to get you can get our email <laughs> like it, it, I, I loved it I loved all
0: of it Um. so we we get to the south of the France to save Mr. Wilson and of course fake Nate um, and Sophie, Elliot, and Brianna get our answers, right? He was an accountant for IYS. Um, not the accountant, as Elliot points out. N. An accountant, because the accountant uh, is a sniper, and Elliot knows him. <laughs> um, and that he's boring, so he pretended to be Nate. Um, but when he got laid off from IYS, he needed money, so he wrote the book. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, IYS seems like a terrible place to it's, work. No, seriously, it's probably like, the <laughs> worst place to work. Uh it's interesting as he's t- talking to them about how, about his love for Nate. They're all like, Nate. Right. Parker. <laughs> grimace. Right. Doesn't really smile. Yeah, he was great. He would come down and he would talk to us. And it was like, and part of me was like, I don't believe him either. Right. But then I was like, but how do you know? Yeah. Like, and, and you never know. Because I feel like work a work version of yourself and a personal version of yourself are different. Absolutely. And when you are a leader of something, you kind of, and you're a leader of a bunch of former criminals, let's be quite honest, you probably can't be as soft. I'm just saying. So maybe you can be soft with the guys right. in accounting because they're they're the underdog kind of. They're maybe the people who have been counted out or you kind of looked over, yeah. um, even though they're the ones who find it. He's like, we find the the fraud right he's one of that we did it so he i feel like this fake nate thought i own some of this like Mm. some of this is me right like he felt like okay this person gets the the glory for it all but i did the work like i found the person like i found the wrong he just righted the wrong so i deserve something in that right
0: i think you make a really good point that everyone's different like who you are with different people are is kind of different um, and it
2: reminds me of uh, Chandler's work laugh and Friends. Well, a lot of people do it. Um, it's called code switching. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, a lot of people do it um, right. for for various reasons. Right, um, and that's what this team does the best. They they figure yeah. it out. I think they just had a real disdain for him. The part that really made me like laugh is. Parker again. <laughs> legendary? Why would you call me legendary? Like Elliot's mad because he's just been reduced to like hair flips, to and what hair flips and fist throws, <laughs> and she's being called legendary. She's like, legendary? Really? It's really weird that the mastermind <laughs> would, would take Elliot
0: and just say he's he's punching and and hair flips. It's like somebody's been saying
2: that all season long. I don't know who was saying that. <laughs>
0: But we do get to see the mastermind Fake Nate use his superpower of putting people to sleep um, when he has to go in because (laughs) Elliot tries to prove that he's more um, by convincing uh, the (laughs) ex-wife this whole this whole thing. His weird seduction was so (laughs) odd. How did you feel about it? I think what bothers me is <laughs> that Elliot. I feel like naturally does that. He like does it naturally. So when he was
2: trying, it's it kind of like Sophie acting. Yes. Okay. Yes. That is the perfect. That's the perfect correlation between the two. Yeah. Because it was like this is kind of awkward. Yeah. Why like, was it awkward? Because he a little overcompensating. No.
0: Right. Because Elliot naturally always woos the women.
2: Yeah. He's not trying. He's so, just yeah.
0: So it feels so fu- maybe. Maybe he misses Hardison, maybe because it feels like it was always like a Hardison Elliot like
2: bro bromance, right. bro competition, yeah
0: thing. I
2: all miss right. Hardison too. Yeah, we all do.
0: Um, in fact, there's the moment where Fake Nate sees Brianna and goes, "I thought you
2: were a man." Yo, she was like, "Alisa's <laughs> great, Alisa's awesome," in that she looked at him like. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> it was so good. Um so he we find out that he doesn't really know who Sophie is until the end um when he figures it out but he says uh she says I was his wife. I was literally his partner in crime. Mm. And I I was so heartbroken in this moment because not only is it the anniversary but also
2: Yeah. I mean even watching her read Mm-hmm. this mastermind memoir she was distraught she was hurt you know she's in the corner by herself drinking a glass of wine and reading this and I mean just think about like alright so her husband's dead mm-hmm. not coming back we don't come back from death Um, someone has told a story about the most one of the most beloved, some of those beloved people in her life and they're telling it from the perspective of her deceased husband and she's skimming through pages and pages and does not see her name like how it would make you feel bad cuz it would make you think cuz like who is this person what did did Nate talk about all of us to this person and mm-hmm. if he did why didn't why didn't he mention me right yeah
0: it's so heartbreaking um and then in the end he we realize why <clears throat> and it, it's such a beautiful reason um because she's the most important in the world most important person in the world to him um he would never reveal her secrets. He understands that her
2: life is so important. Yeah. So he would never share that with anyone. He's going to protect her at all costs, even from beyond the grave. It was so beautiful. That's a love story, y'all.
0: It really is. Um, I really like that. And in the end, you know, the whole thing is kind of solved by Harry, right? He kind of solves or saves the con this time. Yeah. Because he realizes that these mercenaries that Naveed hired for the coup are
2: waiting for the scarab to get paid. And they're not getting paid. No. Unfortunately, mercenaries don't kill. Well, maybe some kill for fun. Right. But most <laughs> kill for money.
0: Most kill for money. Yeah. Um I think there's a whole conversation to be had about <laughs> paying people for their work, uh, which I think is a, a conversation to be had. It is, not but I don't you know start. if it's
2: applicable to this this it one is, right here. It is. You pay people for their work, all industries. Well, if it was the R.I.Z., they would have got their money. That's true. Yeah. You know what? Riz and is about their biz. Riz is about the biz. <laughs> I like that a lot. You can still eat Gabby.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. So in the end, uh, we find out that not only is fake Nate's name Milton Friedlander, Um. But, Sorry to all the
2: Miltons out there. I didn't mean to laugh like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's found his superpower and he's now going to help leverage International. He's going to be there. People want to use his superpower. Um, I think that's beautiful because as we've learned from this show, everyone has their superpower.
2: Yeah. And, and the team is really good at looking at somebody and knowing if they're inherently good or not not even if they've done bad things like they're inherently good he didn't do this for a bad reason in fact he's a fan of Nate's he's probably his number one fan it's
0: really beautiful at the end Sophie says you allowed me to pull one last job with Nate Ford and I think that's so beautiful
2: that was a really awesome moment
0: yeah Um, what do you think about this as
2: the essentially season finale (laughs) give me more I want more okay I want more. There's, after, like, you know, we waited c- close to a decade. Yeah, you know, and so when you get through that eight really fast, you're like kind of like, okay, I'm gonna go back to episode one, but I, I, I'm I'm ready to see to see more of the team, and also, uh, his expanded role now too Milton mm-hmm. is a a part. <laughs> yeah. part of the team. <laughs> Milton is probably a great part of the team because, like, I would look at him like, oh, no, like, it's fine. Like, Do you he...
0: think we'll see him again?
2: Um, I hope so because he seems like he has a good heart and he believes in what they do and he seemed like he was always on the side of um, recognizing, confronting fraud and things that were wrong anyway. One of the beautiful things
0: is that he, he let us really bookend this this first half season, did, right? Did amazing. We, we we lost Nate in the, you know, a year before the first episode, and we're still dealing with that grief. And and as we've talked about, grief is ongoing. And so I think this was a really oh, beautiful way.
2: It's it's ebbs and flows of it um yeah. from a real life standpoint. And I do look forward to seeing how that could possibly uh change and continue to affect the team because um their mastermind is is gone and i think that this episode really highlighted that like hey remember remember nate
0: there's a moment where um fake nate says to sophie like oh they're training you so well and I'm like she's literally been the mastermind all
2: like season she's, she's actually the mastermind right like I, it, it, oh that's kind of like when you someone you know like someone in this movie or something goes oh to a woman oh can I see the doctor like I am the doctor can I talk right. to the boss I am the boss yep. like it's it's me I'm I'm you looking for Jefe. it's right she right here like right. you know like um it's it's funny that he kind of made the assumption that like he probably couldn't even see her in that light but that's also probably from just not knowing anything about her right too so it's um just you know sophie is a chameleon and she can come off exactly how she wants exactly to come off um in that moment so she can show you how strong and smart she is or she could just take a step back and let you uh, doubt her mm-hmm. and she uses that to her strengths a lot um so i'm not surprised that he wouldn't but he did that was a real that was a real, uh, mansplaining Mm -hmm. kind of thing to do yeah (laughs) well sophie is
0: amazing and we got to talk to gina bellman so stay tuned because we have that coming up
2: soon and now let's take it to Yel teagle who got to have an amazing interview with the one and only gina bellman check it out
0: Welcome, Gina Bellman, Sophie Devereaux, to the Leverage Redemption After Show. I'm so excited to be chatting with you about the eighth episode, The Mastermind Job.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is actually one of my favorite episodes because it's so, um, it seems to me like it's one of the more classic episodes where we go into this kind of parallel parallel universe. And I, I always like those ones the best.
0: Yeah, we've spent this whole season, um, you know, watching Sophie deal with grief and and deal with the loss of Nate. Uh, and now she's kind of been removed from his life uh, and we're dealing with her trying to, to figure out why that is. Um, what was that like for you as an actress who's, you know, you're very connected to Sophie to, to read the script and be like, wait, where is she?
1: I thought it was such a fun idea um, because it sort of harkens back to kind of a couple of things in like former episodes from the first situation of Leverage, like particularly it makes me think of the office job when um, the character Nate and I get into that fight and and I start going, you know, shrew, shrew. And it sort of really reminded me like that she's not, you know, she has an ego and she's a performer and she, um, you know, likes to be like front and center stage. So, the idea of her not being in this book um obviously on an emotional level like it hits her um in a in a in terms of like his his memory and stuff but i think more than that the performer in her really comes out like well, what do you mean i'm not the star of the show
0: yeah did you uh, as an actor did you did you come to that understanding before sophie did
1: no, I think it was one of those scripts, you know, um, some of those, some of the scripts you get and you sort of, you know, we know the drill and we kind of like know where it's going. Um, it doesn't mean it's not exciting or not fun to read, but we kind of know where it's going. And this one, I really didn't know how they were going to like um, jump out of that. And I had a completely different picture in my head of um, the character that was going to play the mastermind when I read the script. And um, I, I don't... I. Uh, and then when I met Joey, who's obviously, you know, so comedic, and he and I had such great chemistry together. I mean, he's someone who I would absolutely love to see again um, in the show. And we talked about it at the time. I mean, I think he and um, Sophie could get up to so much fun and mischief together. I think he, he would be a great sidekick to her. And um, I, I just I just really loved that he was a completely different version of that character that i had in my head i also want to ask because i am dying to know and and maybe it is
0: answered in the second half of the season but uh sophie continuously refers to harry as our mr wilson uh and i would like to know if there's a reason why he does not get the same uh you know friendship tone the way that everyone else does
1: it was written in, I think, in a couple of the first scripts that we read. Um, she started kind of facetiously calling him um, Mr. Wilson and um, because I think she was very sort of un- untrusting and didn't really know what his role was going to be within the group and how long he was going to be around and if he was authentic. And then it just started to feel right. It just felt right that they had this kind of formal relationship because I didn't want to, and I don't think um, Noah did either, and I don't think the writers did want them to have too much of a chemistry and and, an intimacy because that wouldn't have felt right, I think, given the kind of circumstances of of where she's at in the season. So actually, once I started saying, oh, Mr. Wilson, it just started to feel very... um, kind of delicious, really. It just felt fun to kind of just keep him in his place, take a step back, not let him get too comfortable with her. And I, I wrote to John Rogers and Dean and said, look, can I, can I keep this like in every reference? Because I don't want to start calling him Harry. And, and, um, and they loved it. And that was just one example of how we all kind of gelled together. And um, I really enjoyed playing that throughout the season. Um, This show is so fun and you get to play so many different
0: characters and do so many voices and accents. Um, I once had an improv teacher recommend that for accents you you have a like a phrase or something that gets you into the character is that something that you have or how do you do all of these accents.
1: Well, I can't say I do it all by myself. I've had an amazing accent coach called Mary McDonald Lewis, and she was with us on the original um, series in Portland. I worked alongside her a lot more because she was available to us on set when we were in Portland. And she taught me so much because, um, you know, I, I, I I was born in and raised in New Zealand. My dad was really Cockney. My husband's American. I mean, I'm I'm such a hybrid anyway of accents. And obviously, I've grown up in the UK, and I was taught um, to speak, um, you know, RP British. But uh, I I feel that my mouth is kind of quite muscular anyway around accents, like. Um, I just do tend to morph. People will say, when I'm talking to Americans, people will say, are you American? Or if I'm talking to someone real cockney, they go, oh, because my dad's kind of, I start hearing my dad's voice in my ear. But um, Mary is is an absolutely fantastic coach and and, um, Leverage Redemption because we were based in New Orleans. I was able on some of the episodes, there's one episode where I played German through most of the episode. And I did reach out and get her help on that. And I, I I think of the episode that we've just seen, she helped me with my real strong like TV voice and uh, of the, uh, the TV presenter in, in the red dress. And um, she's just, I quite like the science of accents actually. Um, I really like like where different sounds are placed in the mouth. I get incredibly nerdy about it. Like people think, oh, you know, the technology is really kind of like nerdy, but actually I'm a nerd about accents. I like to know where it's placed in the mouth. Is it on the tip of the tongue? Is it in the back of the mouth? Is it on that palate? And I, I get like really, really geeky about it. Amazing, Age of the Geek, baby. It's perfect. Age of the Geek, Age of the Accent Geek.
0: We have even more from Gina coming up in just a bit, but now it is time to play some bingo. Um, This episode had a lot of original uh, show references, which makes sense since we did have a mastermind pretending to be Nate. Um, But we start with, in that opening scene, uh, Parker repels down from the ceiling into the scene. So if you have her coming down from something tall, there it is. Um, Also, she names Mr. Bunny, so uh, Elliot says stop naming the priceless pieces of art so you, if you have art on your board it's there um, for original series references the mastermind says uh, you know what you can do alone I know what you can do together
2: oh um, uh.
0: <laughs> yep, literally steals lines um, he also says um, the rich and powerful take what they want we steal it back for you we provide an advantage <laughs> which is the funniest part um he also works for iys insurance charlotte prentice is the name that sophie uses which is a reference of course to the original series uh he he mentions the fake movie in serbia although he gets it wrong um and uh we talk a little bit about elliot um who took out the yakuza with his bare fists and i believe that is from the broken wing job uh but if you can correct me on that on twitter please do so um We have also Elliot Cooks in this episode, which is very exciting. Um, Let's Go Steal Our Lives Back. I think that might be my favorite one this season. Um, And the nerd reference, uh, Naveed introduces himself. He says, (laughs) I'm Naveed, first of his name. He goes, I could go on for three minutes. And I'm pretty sure that is a Game of Thrones reference. (laughs) Um, And... The, we have an Elliot stare and I think this is the only time we've had an Elliot stare all season maybe since episode one um, when the mastermind says I was tracked Nate because he was a threat so we get an Elliot stare there um, so that is our bingo board for this episode if you've been playing along with us from uh, the bingo board that we released at After Leverage on Twitter thank you so much uh, for the next episode I think we need to put some new items on the bingo board assuming we'll be back for more episodes fist and hair flips uh, yeah, I think we're going to have to add that one. Um, let us know on Twitter and Instagram at After Leverage what's on your bingo board and what we should put on ours. But now we have even more uh, from Gina Bellman. So we'll check that out. And then we have another game that we're going to play. So we'll be right back.
2: Well, we know Sophie is a fast thinker and really quick on her feet. So we thought that Gina might be up to challenge. Here's 13 rapid questions Bye y'all for Gina. Favorite emoji? Mm, the, dub- the double heart.
0: <laughs> Favorite uh, undercover character that Sophie got to be?
1: Uh, I always like playing um, the kind of um, MI6 characters and I love those doing those little bits with with Aldus, so those brief little mm, uh, government ones. Preferred social platform?
0: Twitter. Favorite person you follow on Twitter?
1: Dean probably, Dean Devlin. Favorite breakfast food? Um, Chocolate croissant, pain au chocolat. Last text you
0: sent a cast member?
1: Oh, Beth was planning to come here um, this summer and um, she had to um, change her plans because of all the restrictions. So we back and forth. Preferred pizza topping? Um, Pepperoni. Pool or beach? Beach. Summer or winter? Summer.
0: Night in or a night out? Night out, margaritas. In an alternate universe, which other Leverage character would you wanna play?
1: Elliot. <laughs>
0: Kick some ass. What is a show you'd wanna see Leverage crossover with?
1: Uh, 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 uh. Lupin. And um, Dream Guest Star. Omar from Lupin. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so,
0: so much for your time today. And thank you for chatting with us about everything and for playing this game. We had so much fun talking with Christian Kane. We have even more to share with you, so check that out. I saw at a con a few years ago, you still remembered the song um, in Lucille. Oh do yeah. Do you still at this point remember the song?
3: I do, I do. Because, you know, it wasn't supposed to be that. It was. Um, it was, he started singing. And this is a really great story. He started singing it and I'm supposed to be mad at him. And then Jonathan Frakes, who we all know and love, uh, number one on Star Trek, was directing. And I said, What if I get behind it? What if we both start singing? And he and Jonathan Frakes was like he's like, I love it. I love it. So Aldous was supposed to do it as Hardison and he was supposed to do it. I'm like, Shut up you know and I was like, That's not that's not entertaining. <coughs> so I said what if we both start singing it? And it goes like this. Chasing down bad... How does it start off? <coughs> oh, here we go. Two good old boys behind the wheel Chasing down bad guys in Lucille Two good old boys behind the wheel Chasing down bad guys in Lucille Hey! Hey, yes. here we go with the vocals. And we did it, and we did it, and we did it, and Franks <laughs> loved it, and it became a ringtone on your phone. <laughs> Literally.
2: That's kind of, I would use that as a ringtone.
0: Yeah. yeah, I
3: mean, if you do something, it becomes a <laughs> ringtone for Apple on your phone. You know, you did something right.
0: The fans, you know, the Kenyaks, they really love you so much. My friends and family. Um, they keep asking me to ask you if you will be singing in this season um, the eight episodes are out now you do not sing in the first eight episodes yeah. do you sing in the next eight
3: I don't know I have to be honest with you there was a there was a thing where I may sing a little bit but it, it may have gotten cut out you know Elise who plays Brianna is such an unbelievable singer There was a thing that we were going to do together I'm not sure if it's in it or not so season I, two and I'm, and I'm not trying to keep people in yeah. season two yeah well absolutely Dean's not an idiot He's not an idiot. He's gonna have me sing it at some point. So,
0: I have been holding on to this idea all season long, and I'm so excited for us to play our character wish list game. That's right. Uh, I have been <laughs> making a list of characters that I would like to see in Leverage Redemption that we have previously met in older episodes, either of the original series or this season. Um, so, do you want to kick us off with some character wish
2: lists? Uh, someone that I want to see again? Yes. Well, we like literally just talked about him, but fake Nate, a.k.a. Milton, because now he has an actual job. He's actually a part of the team. Like, and... I kind of like the idea that he's not your average person. He's not what you think of when you think of leverage. Um, But if he can, if they can show, we can see how valuable he is. I think it's a kind of great lesson. Like, even if you don't feel like you have a superpower, even if you're not really sure you have value somewhere, somewhere, someplace you have value. So I'd like to see him come back. Also. I just think his character is like funny, like just the way he talks and like his little, like, I don't know. I just, I just enjoy his character a lot.
0: Amazing. Who you got? Okay. I'm gonna start with some old school. Um I
2: You took it back, didn't you? I did, I took it very okay. far <laughs>
0: Um I I really would love to see Josie um from the Boost Job, which is season three, episode eight of the original <laughs> series. Um she is the girl in the um the car theft ring that Parker like takes under her wing and then um gets her out of stealing yes, cars yes, And she yes, goes yes, into yes, landscaping. Yes. Um so in my mind, like she's grown up and now she wants to help other girls. Um, like in the foster care system not go into crime um, and so she started a charity or something and I think that it would be so fun to see her as an
2: adult oh or l- like l- kind of maybe li- even leading or like in a well maybe in like some type of leadership role yes. in one of the other groups of oh, leverage yeah. groups oh
0: who else you got
2: Okay, <laughs> so I enjoyed the unhinged people the most. Um, so I have Joseph Chang, too. because, oh, yeah. and I And I want him to come back. This is why. Because I want him to have his own redemption. Because there's something to, like, why he acts mm. the way he does yeah. that I almost feel bad for him. And if you think about how intelligent he is, how smart, um, he could really be at an advantage of very, you know, He'd be great for the team. Like, he could help. Like, think about, like, that facial recognition software that he came up with. Like, imagine the team, just the team having that. Right. Like, the access to that. And I don't think he's a bad person. I just don't know what happened to him.
0: It might be so interesting to have him come back with someone else's on my list, which is chaos, with Brianna.
2: And Hardison to have, like, a full hacker team for something. Like, something crazy is going on. Oh, right. Somebody is, like, just the worst of the... Oh, like, when, like, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers get together and they form that big giant thing and they, like, fight whatever that yes. big, giant monster is. Yep. Like that? Okay. I love it. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I swear I could probably fight better than no, I don't know so that. No, it's so good.
0: I loved it. <laughs> um, I also have... This one has actually been haunting me for years. Uh, Trevor... Not haunt. Yes, it has been haunting me for years. Trevor is the kid from The Hot Potato Job, season four, episode five, because he watched Hardison and Nate and essentially was an accomplice to stealing the potato I 100% believe this kid grew up to be a thief, and I would love to see them intercept with him. Like, I think that would be so interesting.
2: Okay, so you mean, like, he he was a thief, and then, like, he was, like, a bad guy thief? And then, like, maybe Maybe. trying to get redemption with the team?
0: Sure. Or, like, they're after the same thing, and they run into him, and they're like, wait a second, you're Trevor. And he's like, yeah, I watched you guys steal the potato, and now I'm a thief.
2: Um... I, I don't know i always just think like a redemption of like doing better being better like just, <laughs> you're so optimistic so i try to be because i i want to feel i want to feel like when the team encounters someone even in not the best situations that they themselves want to have better karma sure. so they encourage other people to have better
0: okay well then karma. i have i have one for that Ooh, okay okay i'm listening widmark okay um who was the the boy from the private school who sang uh, in the fairy godparents job season two episode four um so now he's a professional singer okay and he needs their help because <laughs> here's my idea he's working on like a reality tv singing competition as like a judge or a mentor or something okay and there's like a corrupt tv exec and so they need he needs team leverage to come help right so like he's a good guy and he went on to follow his Ooh, passion okay
2: oh, let me add to this yep. right my wheels are turning he is a, in the same competition all that stuff's the same but they're using some type of technology Ooh. to try to control
0: people i love it and like a josie and the pussycats movie.
2: yes yeah. yes yes like that like um osmosis like you know subliminal messaging yeah trying yeah, yeah. to trying to get people and, and they're it. like trying to like stop that from happening i love that I can see that. What else you got? Um, I want to see our rich, orig- our original bad guy from um Lever- leverage Redemption come into fruition. Oh, um, he's Fletcher on, Maxwell. He's on the run. There's a ton of horrible people looking for him. Mm-hmm. Like, well, him and the you know people around the secure the the se- most secured <laughs> place in right. the whole entire world it wasn't that him. secure. Yep. <laughs> Okay. it wasn't that secure um, I would like to see that because also I it know this it sounds so bad I don't really want redemption for him I just want to I want continual suffering like I want like this <laughs> to be like his own like personal like like purgatory like yes. just constantly like just dealing with the aftermath of what he and in maybe in finding him, finding new new bad guys because the baddest of the baddest people stored their stuff in there. Right. So they're after him. like the worst of the Ooh, worst. So I wherever like your that. mind can go with the worst of the worst that we have not seen yet, um, on the show. So I would I would like that. His 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 suffering brings me a little bit of <laughs> peace. I don't know what it is about that, and I don't feel the way about everybody. Yeah. But but just him.
0: I love that. Um, I also have. I want to see Sister Lupe, ex uh, aka the hot nun from The Boys' Night Out Job, season four, episode fourteen.
2: I want her to actually become a nun. <laughs> really? Oh, like come back and like oh, oh, you really, oh, you really down with God right now? Okay, I cool. That'd be so funny. <laughs>
0: Um I also, you know, I saw on Twitter How um, many people
2: you got on this list? I got a long list? Okay.
0: But I will I want to give a shout out to at Helping Hand Caravan on Twitter who suggested a few. Um nice. Luca, who is the kid from the Serbia job uh the Serbia um orphanage in the Stork job season one, episode six. Aww. Um and Zoe, who is the kid whose dad gets hurt in the Beantown bailout job season two, episode one. Yes. Um so he uh or the idea was that one of these uh, are either an adult client or um, a heartbreakingly but challenging villain. Okay. Might be so interesting. Um, yeah, they also suggested Woodmark and Molly, um, who I said earlier. I also just a list of people I want to see again
2: I mean it's easy with the kids though because now all the kids would be adults, adults. right? so it's easy to you know bring them back but I want to yeah. see I want to see our team's friends right I want to see Peggy who
0: was Alice White's friend I want to see Shelly who was um, Elliot's friend only oh, in Alice. the boys boys' nights uh, job yeah Um, I also want to see Craig Mattingly who was the thief from the girls night out job um, and then I want to see Tara you want everybody. I want everybody. Um also of course McSweeten. And here's the thing about Miss Sweden. I know that I know that Parker and Hardison are solid. Yeah. Which is why they'd be so interesting to see McSweeten again. Hmm. We'd have to get Hardison back right though. though for that episode. I mean obviously I also have Sterling and Archie and I, I just want to see everybody. <laughs> That's my wish list, is
2: everybody. Okay. Just 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 every this is Yell's entire wish list right here. <laughs> all of these just, All these papers. (laughs)
0: Yes. Uh, Please let us know who is on your wish list uh, on Twitter at After Leverage or on Instagram at After Leverage or at Yelteagle at It's Felicia Michelle. Um, We still have even more to check out. So stick around. We'll be back. This is the final episode of this first half season. So we got a chance to talk with Noah Wiley and I got a little tease about something that you could expect in the next eight episodes. Check it out. We have noticed that his daughter is mentioned quite a few times and that's it. We just know that she exists. Um, When can we expect to see her, to meet her, to understand what happened? I want all of the secrets. Who is the baby mama? I want to (laughs) know.
3: Well, first, lower your expectations because it's a it's a it's a minor thread of storyline in the episodes that we have coming up. But it was a very meaningful one to me uh, because we did cast the part of my daughter and uh, she does play in, I think, the second to last episode. And uh, she bears an uncanny resemblance to me, probably because really she's my daughter.
1: Oh, my daughter, wow. she's my daughter,
3: and uh, she's a lovely young actress who auditioned for the part and won over Amazon and Dean Devlin and Mark Roskin, who directed the episode. And um, we got to play together for the first time and hopefully not the last time. And it was magical
0: we've been checking out some incredible fan art all season long because we know that this show would be nothing without fans like you so thank you for sending that in we will continue to be sharing on our social at after leverage so send us your fan art and we will feature it there let's check out some amazing artwork right now The official Leverage Redemption after show is part of the Electric Surge Network on Electric Now. We recommend checking out some of our other original content like Inglorious Trexperts, The 430 Movie, and Best Movies Never Made. Finally, a very special thank you to Bill Ritter, Patrick Meany, and everyone at Electric Surge Network, our producers, Natalie Michelli, and of course, Dean Devlin, without whom this show would not be
2: possible. A huge, huge thank you to the entire cast, the showrunners, every single guest that we had this season. They were amazing and gave us some of the best interviews and behind the scenes. A huge thank you to you fans who watched and supported every single week. We love you to pieces. Um, And until next time, fingers crossed, I'm Felicia Michelle. I'm Yael Teagle. And this has been a a very very distinctive distinctive podcast. podcast.